someone else's treasure, a stranger's pleasure, a smothered handshake. To come with drugs, but I'm not numb. All I feel is pain. Is this all a dream? Will I ever be the same? Can Hi, welcome to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. We are coming to you from a new location. L&W Market. Yeah, on Main Street in Bridgehampton, right next to Almond. It's the same it's owner. Popping. It's it, popping. It is so wonderful here. I, I, And I'm not just saying that. I love this place. I come here. It has, I think, the best guacamole. Yeah, no, we're going to be here for the next 10 weeks at least. Uh, thank you again to Colin and Estes, but uh Now we're with Eric at, like, a, like at everything, Almond. Nothing lasts forever, so now we're, we're here in Bridgehampton. Well, and, we may um, go back. We may go back to Estia. I mean, you know, Estia's little kitchen is great, and Ellen W. Market, and they're friends. That's it. But they have great food, food here. Food for and thought. Yes, food for thought. And um, we're here today to talk about something that is not happy and pleasant, but something that you, Alec, in particular, um, gravitated toward for some reason, which is uh, yeah. No, our, gu- our guest today is uh, Pam Grinka. Uh, formerly the uh, director of legal advocacy, if I pronounce that right, for advocacy, advocacy, advocacy. for the retreat. Um, and we're in our, our basic topic is going to be sex trafficking today, right. and uh, really uh, sex trafficking in Long Island. Um, well, which is the amazing thing because I remember. I mean, you and I have known each other forever, but when you moved back here, um, you and we'll talk more about the project you were doing. But I couldn't believe that out in the Hamptons or on the East End that, that sex traffic, underage sex trafficking yeah, well, could be a thing. Yeah, so, so again, when I, when I moved back East, um, I, I was introduced to a documentarian, Mary Mazio, out of Boston, and uh, we co-produced together the documentary I Am Jane Doe, which uh, kind of is a documentary that, that deals with underage sex trafficking, deals with uh, laws on the internet, deals with uh, families that, that have woken up the day after the worst nightmare, uh, gotten their, their, in this case, daughters back and became advocates and, and helped change the law. And the movie was I Am Jane Doe. I Am Jane Doe. It's on Netflix. And, and then also, uh, just in the last uh, six or eight months, as is, as is the case with a lot of pimps and a lot of dirt bags and a lot of people who, who make money on the wrong side of this, uh, the FBI actually shut down the website backpage.com. Backpage.com. I remember uh, you talking. Which, it was still when we were talking. It was yeah. still active. Yeah. But I, do you think that I am Jane Doe helped kind of I th- I th- catalyze I think, I think, that? I think that it, it definitely helped in some ways. I, I think it's there's so many. I mean, this is such a uh, amorphous topic, and it it is like the tides of, of the ocean coming against the shore. So that it's not like there's a binary one zero. What happened in in this moment is um, the movie definitely uh, unearthed some stuff that the FBI was able to, to use uh, as amazing. part of their uh, battle. And then um, actually we were able to find Backpage's server because of, uh, in, in large part, because of the movie, um, which really helped. So but then, you know, you also, and we, we talk, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but we, we talk about, you know, I, my big thing is Buddhism, like turning your karma into mission. Your karma... Toy Story, like, you know, you're yeah, yeah, in no, the animation I, I, I world. Spent, I spent a lot of years and didn't realize I had a philosophy when I started, but, um, you know, entertaining uh, kids and families uh, in, with my stories. And, and uh, along the way, I, I definitely became 
uh, a big believer in kids' imagination, and then became very protective of kids. In, well, in you have some your way, own, I have my own, and and but just in general, that that when I think about our society and I think about uh, being a human being, I think that you know what what else can you do but but protect those weaker than you, those that don't have a voice, those that might not have the advantages that somebody else has, and and yet when until but I met, out of that came until I met Mary and started working on the doc, I had no concept that my storytelling skills from Hollywood might actually translate to a documentary on sex trafficking. Right. Once that happened, uh, it was like the light bulb went off of, here's a topic that I think everybody kind of wants to hear the dialogue, wants to be part of the solution, but nobody wants to talk about it. Right. Nobody wants to air either their own stories of being abused, their own stories of being trafficked, right. or uh, being the John, but uh, but I, I was also trying to get to the other movie that you did, which oh, is oh, based the, on your animation. Yeah, you so, know, your so, experience with animation. So we we made we made uh, the doc, and and uh, one of the donors that, that funded the doc uh, peeled off some extra money, and uh, I work with and Mar- and Mary Mazio did as well. Um, Ten survivors uh, of uh, sex trafficking with an organization out of Boston called My Life, My Choice. We wrote a script. Um, called I Am Little Red, kind of loosely based on um, Little Red Riding Riding Hood and The Game of Life. And um, then through my travels, I had gotten to know a little bit an animation studio out of Chile, Punk Robot, who won an Academy Award for A Bear Story. It's a beautiful little um, uh, movie that came out about five years ago. No no talk in it, does it? No, no, it's just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Uh, But I, I contacted them and I said, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm not taking a dollar. You guys got to do this thing. They came on. Jessica Chastain provided the voice, as she was also the narrator of the documentary. Right. And all of a sudden, we made this little nine or ten minute animation short that's really used for education and awareness with kids. And what, uh, what sort of legs has it had? I mean, is it being used? Yeah, it's being used a lot. It's uh, it's in a, over a thousand government agencies now. Um, wow, that's it, amazing. It, it comes with a curriculum. Um, so it's a movie that that warns kids, like tweens some and basic younger, skills. just some basic how to, skills. How to note red flags that might be someone there who's were, trying there to. There are four. There are four. Sex traffic you. There are four basic um, methods that people who are looking for young victims use. Uh, one is brute force, uh, which Hollywood likes to kind of make a big story about, but really is the smallest one. Sure. Um, the other one is coercion through threats. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt your family. I'm going to hurt somebody. And love bombing the, 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 is the, probably the one. The right? other one is gifts, which might fit into that little love bombing thing of like, I'll give you something, but now I want something back. Right. And then the last one is seduction, which is some form of I'm in love with you. That's what I mean, the love bombing, and, especially and a kid who's, you know, who doesn't have a great home life, who might be living on the streets or, you know, just run away to have somebody show you that kind of attention, affection, approval right. um, is probably very powerful. And so this is, I mean, this is a huge, huge, huge umbrella topic. Right. The movie I got involved with and produced, co-produced, and the little short is just one little sliver. And it was specifically about underage sex trafficking in the United States, in Long Island, in every city, through a website back page, through a amendment to a law that Congress passed in 1996, the Communications Decency Act, that said that websites are not culpable for third-party posts. And so we were doing kind of a legal thriller, but the underpinning of it 
and it always comes back to this are the girls and it's mostly girls young girls the average age of most girls that are brought into sex trafficking is 12 years old you're not talking about even in cases some girls uh, going through puberty right and um, they they are victims and and then there's this other conversation which I think we should have and continue to have, which is why do we live in a world in a society where there's all of these convenient myths that people are able to kind of grasp uh, a hold of that s somehow justifies this behavior. Right. So anyway, there's a lot to talk about. It sure I, is. I had my aha moment. It's the gift I gave myself. And, and before we introduce Pam into the conversation, I'll just say to everybody out there, you could all do something in your sphere of influence. In my case, I could tell stories. I can't change a law. I became part of a conversation. The conversation in, in has my, to stop. In mine, we put a human trafficking on the East End on the cover of The Independent. Right. I mean, that's what I could do. And, and you know, for every uh, grown-up, for every, uh, uh, you know, teacher, for every person in authority, it's a conversation that, that needs to happen, and it's a conversation that, that you can actually be a hero in in moving a needle in your own sphere and so I'm, I'm I think that's a really big thing to know so it's not just oh no it's what do we do now you know I've known you for 40 years probably yeah. and I remember even before like Columbine before that I remember you talking about gun control and you were working on something where like a kid shoots his brother I mean this is like way 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 back does that ring yeah, a bell? Yeah it does. So but you've but always been an advocacy for uh, you've always been an advocate for kids um, especially kids who are put into a world where there are grown-up things going on that they do not have control over. And, and, they're, and they're people without voices. And, yeah. and again, they are people. They're grown-up. They're small grown-ups <laughs> who, who don't have the emotional <laughs> tools yet that grown-ups have. But I'm sorry. That they're, they're people. No, but they're people. Right, right. And this idea that a child, no, no, you, life doesn't begin until you hit a certain age. No, that's bullshit. Like, these kids need to be protected. They need to have skills. They need to, like, change the narrative that has been given to them on TV and in the movies, in music, in their homes, in their churches and synagogues, in everywhere, just to kind of say, like, look, this is not okay. It's not okay to force another human being to do anything. Ever. Let alone something that could scar them for the rest of their lives. Well, you're listening to Sundays on the East End. I'm Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. And uh, Alec and I have been talking about his own involvement um, trying to stop the sex trafficking trade in the U.S. through his art uh, with I Am Jane Doe, a documentary. And, and I Am Little Red, which you can go to IamLittleRed.com and, and learn more about. We're coming to you from L&W Market on Main Street, Bridgehampton, and we will be right back after this. Welcome back. Sunday's on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. And we are coming to you from L&W Market, which is on Main Street in Bridgehampton. And before we get into the serious stuff with Pam Granka, I want to say that this is a gorgeous new market. And they have ready-made food. They have drinks. They have dry goods. And it's a gorgeous place to sit. And they have Wi-Fi. It, it, it's it's a great place to be a pickle. It's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, no. <laughs> oh my God, socks! Seriously, but I was going to say, soon? if you're looking, oh my God, if you're looking for L&W Market, it is right next to Almond, which is one of my favorite restaurants out here, and right across the street from what I like to call the Evil Empire. So uh, I didn't mean that. Anyway, That's but okay. let's let's uh, speaking of evil. Yes, let's. Uh, and I do want to give a warning well, to our to our audience yes. first that um, we're bringing on Pamela Grinka. 
uh, to talk about sex trafficking right here in our backyard, human trafficking. And I do want to put out a warning to anyone who's listening. This can trigger you if you have uh, suffered abuse. So please stand warned and tune in. Welcome, Pamela. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. So where should we start? Well, I guess we could start with, um, I, I had worked for the retreat for a little over 10 years in the past, past almost three years, I was the director of legal advocacy. And in that capacity, I did encounter um, clients who had been victims of sexual uh, sex trafficking um, and other forms of trafficking as well. There is labor trafficking going on. Well, I want to well. ask, I mean, I'm sorry, but let, yeah. let's go back even further. I mean, mm-hmm. how did you even get, pa- how did this uh, yeah, awaken your, your passion? How'd you get woke on this? Well, just by, you know, occasionally coming in contact with the clients um, that that were had had this experience. And then last September, I um, was brought on board with a couple of folks from the Shinnecock Nation who were organizing a an educational forum for professionals out here on the East End. Um, It was specifically geared towards human trafficking in Indian country. Um, but we wanted to broaden that a little bit. So, so Reverend Mike and um, Paula Bess from the Shinnecock Nation asked me and Minerva Perez from Ola and love um, Minerva. Yeah. Shout out to Minerva. <laughs> and um, the folks from the Greek Orthodox Church to assist in putting this together. And we had a really great turnout with with people who were coming to learn more about this in our community, people from the medical field. Well, how, how big a problem is this? I mean, numbers, statistics. Well, I don't have statistics right off Even the top in, of in, my head. Yeah, but but in, in, in making the movie, it's, statistics are really hard in an area because it's like you can't this is these are people in the shadows yeah many times they're runaways or people that don't have families right that that in in, there's nobody to say they're missing right Right. there's nobody to say that there's missing that they're missing and they and a lot of these people because they're so young as you had mentioned earlier sometimes 12 sometimes even younger they aren't aware that there's a crime being committed and that there's help for them they don't know that the help is is available to them do you think that it that sex trafficking human trafficking whatever especially with underage kids is more prevalent in places where there are the kind of um disparities that there are in the Hamptons between the very, very rich and the very, very poor. I think, yeah, that could definitely be a big part of it. Um, And when you have people who are living in poverty um, and they may be coming, although I I don't want to say that they're all people who are coming from poverty or, or no no I don't even but but there are people here who can basically buy anything they want absolutely and absolutely. they do right Abs- but I actually think it's more uh, endemic than that I, I think that uh, the internet has blown up every business and institution including sex trade where specifically before social media uh, a person that wanted to buy somebody for sex would have to go to a specific place at a specific time mm-hmm. and have a specific interaction with the internet it now happens on the phone as easily as ordering a pizza and That's so, so terrifying exactly and the and the wording they'll use I mean just like you or I might go on the internet to sell a table we give a little description of what our you know what the table looks like they do the same thing with little girls they right. might be you know words but is like this like the dark web and, and emojis and emojis mm-hmm. so in mm-hmm. the case of Backpage, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and and again I one of the words that uh, I first learned when Beretta was saying it is dirtbag right 
the dirtbags that were running Backpage, who came out of New Times Media, who came out of alternative journalism, mm -hmm. who somehow saw the money that could be made by having these advertisements, worked on a certain coded language right. with the advertisers, i.e. the pimps, to say this is how you skirt the law. So you put a umbrella with raindrops. And what does that mean? It means no condoms. And the people that, that are looking for something know the language. Know, know the language. That is so creepy. How do they even find mm -hmm. out? I, I, you put I a mean, bunny rabbit. That means underage. Oh, my God. You, you know, I, one thing I want to add, too, in terms of trafficking, you know, we hear the word trafficking and we think that that means someone is being transported from one place to another. And very often that does happen. There could be, you know, a car full of girls that are taken to a home where there's, you know, a bunch of men and they're let out. They're there for an hour or two and then picked up and taken to the next home. But trafficking, unfortunately, can also happen. Um, in one's own home. Sometimes little girls or little boys are used even unfortunately by their own family members as a means of, you know, to get drug money or rent to pay I the rent or something so like that. So they're still trafficked but they're still within trafficked their within their within their home. They're slaves. Yeah. And, and exactly. by the way, and again I know um I I got my Irish up a little bit here, but like <laughs> you have no Irish whatsoever. <laughs> I know. Well, I have my Jewish got your up Jew a little up. bit. Uh, <laughs> but but they are slaves and this is rape yeah. and you know it's like let's call a spade a spade it's rape when somebody is forced to do a sexual act that they don't want to do it's rape so all of the Johns all of the people buying these sex acts that might think that somebody wants to do this really has to look in the mirror and understand that they're part of a rape yeah there's a phrase child prostitution that shouldn't even be used because right. a child because they don't choose. have a choice exactly exactly and I you know there there have been a lot of cases right here in Suffolk County and one that I just um, wrote down a few details from it was in Newsday on Fe February of this year 11 suspects in human trafficking takedown were uh, found to have they had about 10 female victims I, I remember this yeah, yeah and the tip-off was a woman who called from a motel in the Hamptons to say she was being trafficked. She was forced to perform sex acts here in a motel in the Hamptons, and she would be beaten if she didn't. So that's where the whole case started. And how from. was the? How young was the youngest one? They were young. You know, I I think in this particular case they were twenties, twenties to thirties, mm -hmm. but um, but very often they are very young they could be you know as you said the average age 12 so that's the average so if you've got someone yeah. 20 so you've also got someone that's six or seven or eight so pam you you became interested in this while when you were already at the retreat yes you, this was not something yes. that you were passionate about before it, it was like an aha it moment wasn't something I mean, that i was really even aware of and i think that's part of the problem is that course. we go about our lives and if it's not affecting us personally we're we're really not aware of it we don't see what's going on and that's I why i still have trouble believing leaving yeah. I mean I, I hear it I see it I'm in the news business I know that it's happening and yet it's so difficult to believe that you know behind the hedgerows whatever absolutely that and that's why these on. educational forums like the one that we um, organized last September are so important um, hospitals on Long, Long Island now are becoming more um, alert to it and having trainings. What do you mean alert to it? Like a, well, a, if a young person comes well, in? Well, something like about, I, I think 80% of trafficking victims do encounter medical professionals at some point. It might be um, they're going in because of an STD or an unwanted pregnancy or 
um, or for other reasons, and if those medical professionals then become can become alert to some of the signs, they might be able to then get that person the help that they need. Um, one thing that's very important in the, in in a medical um, when you're meeting someone in the medical field is to try to get them alone, not have that other person in the room with them. Right. This is something that goes along with domestic violence too. So you can ask but that person. I would person. think that you would just like if a girl comes in and there's a guy with her who won't leave her alone to be with the doctor. I would think that would be a big red flag for a yeah, doctor. But, but but what about there's so many hypotheticals here. But but you know, it's the the. the the young woman might come in and the guy might not be hovering over her, but she knows she's on a leash in some way. Exactly, so, exactly. So That's she a very, very good to point. be honest. Right. And so there are some signs like uh, tattooing. Very often a pimp will tattoo his name on the person or they'll put barcode on are them. You kidding? Just like you are my property. You are an item for me to sell. And so those are some some of the signs that uh, that a medical professional could look for and you know unfortunately not every trafficking victim is ready to take the steps to leave their abuser or their trafficker right away but when they know especially if they've been like love if they've been that, that if, thing, right or right. or they know that any they're afraid that they'll be killed or they're told listen if you leave me you've got three little sisters I'll go for them you know those are, are real yeah, reasons to feel fear absolutely absolutely and um, very often victims are, are uh, forced to take drugs as well so that they're not in a, a clear thinking frame right. of mind to be able to make those decisions. Which again, that's the term, the leash. I mean, it's, 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 we're going to hold you, whether it's invisibly mm -hmm. or physically, and, and force Absolutely. behavior that... And brandishing weapons, knowing yeah. that he's got a gun in his belt, he could use it at any I th time. I think it's important knife. to say, though, and, and I'm curious about your work at the retreat on this, is, is so th this is all like this kind of eruption of, of reality for a lot of people. Um, but I, what I also believe, and in, in, in the, the survivors that I've met and, and collaborated with, with, you are not what happens to you. And Absolutely. I think that's a big thing to kind that of heighten really on. You are not what happens to you. And, and you are not your circumstances like to be able to overcome. And, and we need to not be judging people and say, oh, well, she was a former this or that. They, they, need, they need guidance, um, assistance. And, and, and I'll go back to the concept of, of being heroic. And, they ha and the voice that gets stolen, there's a new voice, which is of survivor and of protector. And so I would almost say that like the, the most um, uh, uh, awe-inspiring moments I've seen are young women who are now on their way to getting bachelor degrees and are going to go become lawyers and yeah. go be become Absolute, defenders. Right, right. Absolutely. Again, changing their karma into mission, right? Yes, yes. Well, that probably is a good uh, spot for us to take another break. When we uh, come back, I want to bring it really local and talk about uh, Shinnecock Nation that you've already mentioned and, and other um, possible you know, places where, where sex trafficking or human trafficking is, I don't want to say rampant, but is present out here on the East End of Long Island. You are listening to Sundays on the East End with Alec Sokolo and Bridget Leroy. We're coming to you from L&W Market, and we will be right back after this. We're back Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow. coming to you from L&W Market right next to Ahmed Restaurant. Same owners. L&W stands for Lemonides Lemon and Wiener. And Wiener. But they said no one would come in if they put that on the window. And, and speaking of Wieners. No, no, no. That is not a good lead in. Right. 
that's horrible. I, I also love you because of it. Um, but they have all kinds of drinks and salads. They've got sandwiches. They've got all kinds of stuff here. But uh, let's get back to this conversation. We're bringing it really local with Pam Granka talking about human trafficking on the East End. And talk. So, Pam, like, are you from the East End originally? No, I'm not. I'm from New Hampshire. What brought you here? That's a long story. Um, but I, I came to Southampton 25 years ago when I opened up a little organic food cafe in Southampton Village. And then... You're a photographer, too. I'm a photographer also, yes. Where yes. in New Hampshire were you? I grew up in a very small town called Webster. I know Webster. Oh, yeah? I lived in Wilmot. Oh, okay. For nine years. Okay. So I was like down for... Route four and then down to Webster. I know Speaking exactly of where it keeping is. Keeping a local. Oh, Let's talk about New Hampshire. <laughs> I got a little off track there. Sorry, it's Bridget and I have Bridget brain. So anyway, let's get back to talking about. So you're out here with a with an organic food, food cafe. Store. Food mm-hmm. cafe. Yep, that back in the '90s, and then um, and then that just it ended, and I kind of my, my life evolved over the years, and then ten years ago I ended up at the retreat, but. Um, Back to, you know, I think we wanted to talk about the, um, the Shinnecock Nation, which I can't speak to any specific cases there that I'm aware of, but with uh, indigenous women in general, um, there's, there is a real problem with missing and bur- murdered indigenous women and children in, with, throughout our nation and Canada and, and even in Mexico. And it's an issue where uh, indigenous women disappear um, and, and very often this. yeah I listen to the um, the tribal news right that, right that Eddie German plays on this station WPPB mm-hmm. um, and and there's often talk of women who've gone missing or found absolutely murdered. It's so they, they go missing sometimes they are very often they're being trafficked um, sometimes they're found murdered much later and um, with missing and murdered indigenous women and children, there is not a lot of, not enough attention paid to that. Um, in 2018, according to the Native American, um, according to the U.S. National Crime Information Center, there were 5,277 Native American women entered as missing in that database. Wait, in one year? In one year. The prior year, 2017, there were 5,646, and the year before that, 5,700. So that's reported. That's reported. Right. That's reported. So, so uh, do we know what kind of statistics reported versus not reported would possibly no, be? But uh, it could it be. It could be, be ten times as many. It could be ten times right. that. And so, and what happens a lot with missing with with indigenous women, and not so much here because the Shinnecock Nation is is different than a lot of the other. Um, tribal territories throughout the country it's it's much smaller some of those other ones are as large as a state right um and you know such vast properties and extreme poverty that very often you know a young woman might be um offered a job somewhere offered to go and do a nannying job or some kind of a a housekeeping job and then instead they're forced into prostitution there's also situations like you know we hear all about the um the oil um, the pipelines right. that they're building in one place or another. And those are places where, um, where you've got a lot of men who are working. They're there long hours, long, months at a time, and they're, they're called man camps. And then women are brought, women are yeah, and collected that, and, that, and, I mean, and that, brought that, to You those. can go back to uh, the, the uh, foundation of, of Alaska and the, and the Northwest migration absolutely and that that was part of the culture absolutely absolutely I, I have um, I actually have a friend and I won't 
use his name, but he um, was working in Singapore for a really long time, and they had something called lady drink bars. Mm -hmm. And he would go to these lady drink bars, and basically what you would do is you would pay for a lady lady to have a drink with you, mm -hmm. and um, as long as it took her to have the drink was as long as you could, and then you could buy her another drink or you could pay, and sometimes it led to sex. He was very honest about it, but mm -hmm. he fell in love with mm -hmm. one of the girls there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, happy ending. They, they're they married and they have three That's kids now. That's a really bad choice of words. What? Happy ending. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and you're getting on me for, like, a pickle joke? <laughs> oh, yes. Like that? Okay, well, that wasn't on purpose. But uh, but anyway, but the point is, is that she had come from the Philippines and had a master's degree and was promised work mm -hmm. and got basically on a you know a boat or a plane and was immediately put into a place with a whole bunch of other women right. like you know 22 of them in a room and forced into yeah. sexual and that, trafficking right and that's and what and she happens. couldn't believe it you yeah. know this was a woman an with a master's degree woman. an educated absolutely filipino woman and that happens with with women from latin america women from asia women from eastern europe they're offered these amazing jobs and you know they're flown here to the United right, States. I, I think it's uh, this is true, but I also think it's also local girls and women, and the 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 trafficking that happens in Shinnecock Nation, the trafficking that happens on Eastern Long Island. I don't know the stats, but I would imagine most of the women being trafficked are from Long Island. Yes, yes, and I, I don't want to say I don't know of any specific cases of trafficking from the Shinnecock Nation, so right. I don't want to put that out well, there. No, that no, but that let's is, talk about but with, with indigenous women in general, and the the thing about um, indigenous women and tribes throughout our nation is that, as far as I know, there are only three tribes in our country that have jurisdiction to prosecute non-natives for committing crimes. So a person could go on to a tribe, a, a non-native could go on to tribal territory, mm -hmm. commit a crime, um, hurt, murder, rape, whatever. And get away with it. And get away with it because right. that tribe does not have the power to prosecute them. And then because it didn't happen on in the community right. which, which, outside. Which actually also, in, I know it's Scandinavian countries, I think it might be Sweden, changed the way that they were looking at the entire sex trade where instead of... Um, uh, prosecuting the the women involved, they were prosecuting the men. They, they were they were hitting the the demand, not the supply. Absolutely. And the numbers dropped significantly. Mm -hmm. Their raw data, which also speaks to, you can call it shame, you can call it whatever. But if people knew that there was actual punishment for their acts, they might not be so quick to commit those acts. Absolutely. One of the statistics that I got from your documentary was that I think it's one in seven men has, ad in whatever study it was, has admitted to purchasing illegal sex. I, I have. And so... I mean, I was, I was, I have. I don't have to get into details, but in a former part of my life, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm embarrassed by it. I'm not proud of it. I, it's, 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 something I have to carry with me but again I'll go back to you can't change your past one way or another what you can do is change your attitude and change your, your behavior moving forward right so, absolutely uh, and you have a, a, a Facebook um, group or a page yes after we did this um, this training last year last September um, human trafficking on Eastern Long Island I decided to keep the conversation going and so I created this Facebook page and and it's called Human, human trafficking on Eastern Long Island and beyond, because what right. I do is not post just the Suffolk County issues, but um, New York State, United States, 
nation, um, worldwide. And you just are an advocate. I mean, yeah, you, you, I you just, put up I stories think, about it. And I think that education, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. we're just not aware of it. The more we see these stories, it was just a few weeks ago, there was a man who was arrested for keeping women in his basement. I in, saw that too. Right here in Suffolk County. And, um, you know, his, his parents' basement. His parents didn't even know allegedly right and so so it can be happening it could be happening at the house next door and when we're more alert to it when we notice things there was a story about a, um, an airline stewardess she recognized that there was this young girl um, not really well dressed little unkempt and she was with an older man in a business suit and it didn't look right to her and she alerted the authorities and an arrest was made and that was one you know because so do you think that people can sense this more than they admit like most people don't want to get involved i i think yeah it could be that most people don't want to get involved but i think training is the key training with the medical professionals training with teachers teachers anyone who is in any part Uh, uh, of the um travel or hospitality industry right you know hotel motel workers um, to, to recognize that, well, I, you know, I see this girl in here regularly and she's always with a different man or she's... Well, that I would be a really big co- tip-off. I mean, yeah. I can't believe someone wouldn't say something right, about right. that. But then when the training is there and they know that they can trust their instincts and then they know what's the next step, someone might recognize right, it so and call, say this calls is... calls to action. I mean, I think that's... When you were working with the retreat, mm-hmm. do they have uh, uh, education and a program on how, what to do if you either if you find yourself in that situation or if you think somebody might be in that situation? You know, we didn't, the retreat doesn't have specifically a, a protocol for that, but there are, um, and I can provide for you a whole list of numbers. Suffolk County has a hotline and the Suffolk County Police Department has a specific trafficking um, investigative unit and the local police departments also, you know, interact with that. They they do work on trafficking cases regularly. Well, now that you are, are more involved with the, the tribal nation, I'm just curious. I mean, have you had any pushback from anybody saying, "Oh, we don't, we don't even want to hear about this. We don't want to know about this." Or no, everyone been really open no. To I the think I think it's an important conversation that everybody really wants to wants to have. And you but know, also, just I mean, we we were talking before we came on the air. We're living in a moment where it feels like culture and law is going back 50, 100, 300 years potentially. Absolutely old white men are making laws about women and their bodies mm-hmm. and there could be games within the games there could be nuances but but we're living in a time right now where the narrative seems so skewed heading down the wrong path when it comes to basic ethics and basic morality right yeah. right absolutely absolutely when a woman can't get appropriate health care um, and and is punished more severely for for certain health care choices than a man who might commit rape. Right. You know, uh, that's very skewed in the wrong direction. It has been that way. It has, but you know what's interesting? Like, uh, about five months ago, I I got to hear um, Gloria Steinem talk a little bit, and somebody asked the question, what do you do if the laws change? What do you do if Roe v. Wade is overturned? And, And her answer, which was so succinct, is that if it's a bad law, it's your moral and ethical duty to break the law break the law don't accept the fact that it's a skunk law as per nothing yeah absolutely yeah there are a lot of laws have been and are now that that really are not morally correct 
and it is our moral obligation to do what's right, not necessarily so, so, what's so, legal. So, Laurie, let's go back to the, the retreat, which I know you're no longer uh, involved with, but you Correct. did a lot of work with them. Um, what kind of legal advocacy were you involved in? The, what I did primarily... <laughs> What I did primarily was working with victims of domestic violence or survivors of domestic violence. And as a legal advocate, what our department did was work in the family courts to seek orders of protection, to assist our clients in seeking orders of protection, and then other follow-up with custody and child support issues and so forth. Um, we also worked with victims of sexual assault, but that more often would be a criminal case, which there are other advocates in the criminal court, so we didn't work with them so much in advocacy, right. but did provide, and the retreat continues to provide counseling for victims of but sexual it, it assault. it seems like for probably a lot of the people that you were being an advocate for, they're at a very, very vulnerable moment in their lives, scared shitless, don't know what rights they may or may not have, was there strategies or are there strategies that, that were being used to try and create a, a sense of safety and community for these people? Yeah, it's true. Every case is very different. There are some women, and, and I will say some men are victims of domestic violence as well, mm -hmm. so we would work with women and men, but, but predominantly it's women. And everyone's at a different stage of, of readiness when they come to us. Some are ready to get that order protection and the relationship, leave and move on to, to a new life. Um, although that's not always easy either. I had, um, you know, I had a client who had ended her relationship, you know, 10 years before and then still it was assaulted again by her, uh, her ex-husband ex 10 years after, after they'd gone on, moved on in their lives. But and what was the sort of, you know, the apex moment where you, uh, I mean, without using names, a client that brought you to this human trafficking. You know, I, I will say one, and it wasn't necessarily sex trafficking. It was more of a, a labor trafficking situation. Um, Explain what, what that is. Okay. I mean, people bust in to work, basically, yeah, slavery. Well, labor trafficking can can have several different forms. It could be, um, it could be like, for example, a restaurant where the staff all live on the premises. Maybe they live in an apartment above the restaurant, or and they're they're not allowed to leave. Maybe they don't speak English, so they don't have access at, or know about the laws that we have in our community. Don't know how to reach any kind of assistance. Uh, they're never allowed to leave the building. They may be paid nothing or very very little, not enough money to even be able to buy a bus ticket to go somewhere. So you had a client at the retreat who was a, a that survivor of a like labor situation. Yeah, the, the situation that, um, well, I'll just give in general. Here's, here's a story <laughs> that could happen. Someone uh, maybe is hired as a housekeeper here and then is told by their employer, um, you know, I want you to come, it's, it's winter, I go down south for the winter, I want you to come with me. And the, the um, person said, I don't really want to go. I don't want to leave my home for the winter. And she was told, well, then you don't have a job. You either come with me or you don't have a job. So reluctantly, she decided to, to go to this other state for the winter. And then when she was there, she was living in the, the um, employer's home, whereas up here she was living on her own. She had her own home to go home to at night. So she's living in the employer's home. She's forced to work very, very long hours, um, physically abused, shown a gun, 
Um, so she knows that there's that threat. She doesn't know the community, so it's not like she could go three doors down to her neighbor and get help to call the police or something. Did you did you read the story in the Atlantic um, by Alex? And I know I'm going to butcher, butcher his last name. It ties on, and it oh, it was amazing. And I I just looked it up because I remember it was called My Family's Slave. Okay. And he was raised by a woman who might have been Filipino or something who, and I think his family is also Filipino, but a wealthy. How long ago was that story? Um, I think it was like two years ago. Okay, I think he won the Pulitzer Prize for it. It was amazing. Yes, he had yes. no idea that his nanny right. and housekeeper who showed him great love mm-hmm. was basically kept in the basement, right. you know, until he was old enough to kind of realize that he, he was engaging in a family that had a slave. Yes. And... And it is. It's something it's that... It's modern slavery. It's right. just such su- something we just don't think about. Well, and it's and happening right. here and, in the Hamptons, too. And again, too. Like before we, we came on uh, the air, we were talking about this. And I know this is like a pretty broad concept. But, you know, our creation myths uh, in the Western world are all male-dominated. You don't and have to tell me that. Well, but I'm saying it, though, because uh, there's a direct correlation between that and some of these behaviors. Uh, and uh, when the creation myths, and this is going back to like the very beginning of how the universe was created, how the world was created, how why are people here, are actually equal in, in co-gender or even women or female creation myths, there tends to be less um, slavery, rape, violence across the board. Just another thing to kind of chew on as we're kind of going through our lives because you talk about modern slavery but this has been this is this is a, it's this never is stopped ten, this is a 10,000 year right. phenomenon it's never stopped and it's like and war right when people say we're in a time of peace no we're not somewhere no. there's a deal being made under the table somewhere you know weapons are being exchanged for some you know it's about money and right now there are more people in the world in it who are victims of human of, of slavery than there ever has been in history before so, um, look, look, every iPhone. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, we're all we're all complicit in that, <laughs> we right? We are absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's like it's because it's you've got small children in in the Congo who are mining the material that goes into right. our cell and phones. Right, and so we don't we don't like to think so. Again, out of right. sight, out of mind. Right. right. You know what? We're going to come back and get into the solution because we're yeah. Just let's talk about up. let's talk so, about um, solutions. Absolutely. Let's take a little break. You're listening to us here on 88.3 WPPB, the Long Island's only NPR station. You can also stream us online at. 883wppb.org or you can say Alexa <laughs> I said the evil name play WPPB on TuneIn and you can get us that way as well and we're talking with Pamela Greinke about human trafficking you're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow we'll be right back Hi, we are back. Sunday's on the East End. This is Alex Sokolow with... Bridget Leroy. And we're here uh, today with Pamela Grenka, who, uh, after several years uh, working in the legal advocacy of the retreat, uh, is now uh, an advocate without the retreat. Correct. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Where are you putting your energies now in the advocacy place? Well, I, I will always be an advocate. My, my career direction has taken me back to my first love, which was organic food. I'm going to be working with provisions, opening up a new store in Watermill. Um, that is to, to be happening in the next few weeks. That's cool. But I... Yeah, is, um, it, is there a unifying that. principle of like organic food and... and uh, taking care of children, like nurturing, growing. You know, you I know. think that people who are advocates in one way, you know, there, there are so many areas to advocate, advocating for the environment, advocating for healthy, uh, a healthy environment. 
is mind, body, and ver- spirit. Mind, body, and spirit. Right. And it's very important when, you know, we have to, I know I'm going to sound a little woo-woo with this, but respecting Mother Earth, right. you know, respecting women and children, it kind of all comes together. It I is mean, it's, it's, it's respect, it's and it's not, like you had said earlier, out here in the Hamptons, people can buy anything they want. You right. can yeah. just, you, if you pull out your wallet, and, and, you can and, have it. And I think our society is amazingly transactional in every interaction, whether you're actually buying before. or not. It's, it's, it's kind of now and then it's gone the oceans are, are suffering right. the climate suffering people are suffering and yet we still just transact and exactly because we don't look at where things are coming from before the break we were talking about cell phones and we all just go out and buy a new cell phone every year or two without thinking that there are actual child slaves working on creating these phones right. or but here's the thing there's no reason to bum people out. The, whole, the goal is to figure out the incentives where people can actually be heroic in their own lives. Be a little bit more mindful. Be a little bit more sensitive that things don't just happen. Right. And, right. and, and then not leave someone their, else to do the cleanup. And have their right. own call to action. Exactly. So exactly. where can people like learn more about this? Where can people make a difference? Um, uh, people can learn more about it. There, there are... There are there are websites. Um, there's a website called uh, Polaris. That's Polaris. one website yeah, that has a lot of uh, helpful information. Polaris.org? I yeah. think it is Polaris.org. They, they, they were yeah. part of the doc. Okay, yeah. okay. And again, we're talking about Alex Soclo did, if you missed the beginning, was a co-producer and co uh, I am Jane Doe, I am documentary Jane Doe. on uh, underage sex trafficking. Right, and then you did a companion P- PSA. I am Little Red, which is uh, for, for uh, targeting uh, kids around 9 to 12 to give them some skills to hopefully uh, keep their eyes open and not be pulled into that world. Yeah, there's another website called Shared Hope International, and they have a lot of helpful information about trafficking and and. Uh, there's a group called GEMS, G-E-M-S, and I'm not going to remember. I think it's so people girls. Can, people can use the Google. Right, right. Look it up. <laughs> use the Google. Right. Use the Google. And, and by the way, a lot of these groups, and this, you get into this kind of inside baseball, sometimes don't have the same uh, agendas as very similar groups. So I would say for people, it, it anywhere you go, you could be part of like a conversation that, that would move a needle. Absolutely. And all of the domestic violence agencies on Long Island are are actively involved in trafficking working with trafficking victims because it is we're becoming aware that that it is well, uh, very prevalent and here. once again giving a, a shout out which i almost never do to my own newspaper the independent if you go to indieeastend.com and google human trafficking not google if you go in the search bar of indieeastend.com indy uh you can find the dennis hamill uh story that he wrote last right. I that think was it was great, last November was story. and mm-hmm. we put it on the cover about human trafficking and he spoke to all the people that you're talking about and uh, it does give a lot of information it was a very good story Absolutely. Right. And, and, and I'll go back to we're all only as sick as our secrets and so this is a topic people don't like talk about people have secrets whatever they may be if it trips into this topic free yourself of that Right. Free yourself of that. Right, right. Start a new conversation. Be part of a new narrative. And especially for the survivors, I, I, I have so much empathy and, and love for, for survivors who have the strength to want to choose life. And now I think it's, it's kind of up upon all of us 
to allow anybody that has the strength to come forward to know that they are going to be loved and respected and not just treated with okay but you know exactly. which is what we're dealing with i mean i know we we tried this show has become very very uh kind of time uh oriented and we're talking about things that have happened and things that are about to happen and right now talking about women's bodies um and and the the choice that they have or don't have in certain states and you know it, it, when you when you say that's not my problem because i don't live there then you're passing it on to someone else. And we all need to be woke right now on all of these fronts or else, like you said, 10,000 years is just not going to stop. And no, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, there's a malignancy of spirit, in my opinion, but it can be combated when people actually change their attitudes. And I think that's kind of more than like the, the anecdotes of individuals. It's about changing cultural attitudes, I believe. And then, like I said, also looking at the demand and not the supply. And it must be hard because, I mean, there have been for, you know, eons and eons, men marrying 13-year-old girls in different societies. I mean, the, well, whether they're, you know. Well, that's a whole other topic. Child right. marriage is, is happens right here in the United States. And, and not just with immigrant families that come here where it might be. Or not be. just in the South where not it's cousins and South. a joke. Exactly, right. exactly. It happens. Or, or uh, rock and roll where everybody loves rock and roll. But that's very prevalent in rock and roll also. So, mm -hmm. it's again, it fits the, oh, well, Jerry Lee Lewis is cool but right married his cousin married right. his cousin. like Edgar right. Allan Poe when she was right. 13 Elvis Presley was cool but yeah kept uh, yeah kept Priscilla around until but she was 21 right, right. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so anyway sorry Pam <laughs> <laughs> um, no well I just um, I think that there's there's a lot that people can do becoming educated not turning a blind eye to it and where do they become educated like and at one of these sites you mentioned at one of the sites yes or there's your another Facebook one. page human trafficking on right. Eastern Long Island and beyond right right, right. Um, there's another local group um, empowerment collaborative of Long Island ECLI building stronger communities by empowering youth and families and so um, you know, that's another another great organization. And I would actually give a shout out as well to Legally.org, which is Long Island Gay and Lesbian Youth. Yes. Uh, Legally, L-I-G-A-L-Y, because I'm sure that trans kids, gay kids who are uh, maybe kicked out or not, not appreciated in their own family also get into this they human do. trafficking they ring. They do. A lot of kids who end up homeless because either they've been kicked out of their homes or have run away for one reason or another, they're prime um, or they're living in shelters, and it's right. very, I know that that's very, right. very common. So right. Especially if they're from fami families that culturally don't understand uh, either you know, homosexuality or exactly. transgenderism. Exactly. Anyway, so how are we going to bring this home, Sock? Well, again, I would say uh, you know, the past is prologue, and, and so uh, really we're talking about events that have happened, and really it's about, I think, being forward-thinking. Right. And uh, realizing, again, you are not what happens to you. You, you can change your narrative. Uh, you can be part of changing a narrative, even if you might not think you can be. Um, so what I would say is, is just moving forward is uh, everybody needs to keep their eyes open and not be afraid to have this conversation. And how do we uh, expedite that on the East End? Do you have anything coming up or should we... There's nothing should that I... Should we start something? <laughs> we could. We should, absolutely. Well, I think, 
You're right, not being afraid to have the conversation, putting it in the newspaper, putting it on the radio, making it a topic that people aren't, uh, you know, and afraid. And to really understand that it is happening. It is right happening. Right here. Right. It's not happening off on the border town um, somewhere. When it's the woman happening. called from a, a motel in the Hamptons saying in she Hamptons. was being raped on, on and beaten. And beaten and forced and to... Yeah, perform. Perform right. 10 or 12 times a, a night and um, meet a quota. And, yeah, that happened in the Hamptons. Yeah. And so... So it is here, and it's a matter of um, just being open to opening your eyes, being willing to have these conversations. You know, a lot of people don't want to hear anything that's bad news. And I'm just curious, I mean, have you done the research, and I mean, is this big in, in Europe as well? I mean, is this just a kind of a... It's big worldwide. It it's is. It's definitely Europe big worldwide. Europe is actually, in, in many, uh, especially Eastern Europe, is much more proactive in fighting this than the United States. We're, we're behind in some of the basic law enforcement. Do you think that's just because we just don't want to see it? Um, I think that the way the United States is actually set up with all the jurisdictions and all the various agencies that have to actually work together and communicate together, it's, it's, it's a bad storm. But there are, there are wonderful, wonderful people fighting this fight. You mentioned Polaris, um, NICMA, the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children and down in Washington, which is John Walsh's uh, right, right. organization. There, there are people who are doing amazing doing work. Fighting the good fight. But I would say for anybody that's listening, uh, it's really just like start a conversation. And, and watch watch. I Am Jane Doe. I mean, Alec Absolutely. would never say that, but it is on Netflix. I and agree. I was fascinated. And, I was and fascinated. It was a fantastic well, documentary. Yeah. Very yeah, informative. And, and, for, again, and very for car current. You know, yeah. it's so not people like think that all, it, all you did was write the Garfield movies. Boy, <laughs> they got another thing coming. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no, no comment. No comment. <laughs> anyway, Pamela, thank you so much for coming on. And, thank you uh, for inviting me. Really grateful that we had this conversation. And again, if... Uh, if you want to f learn more, you can look at or join the Facebook page, Human yes. Trafficking on yes. Eastern Long Island and Beyond. You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. We're on WPPB, Long Island's only NPR station, 88.3 FM. You can also listen online at www.883wppb.org. You can always make a donation. We are listener-supported public radio. And we're coming to you from the LNW Market. We'll be back next week. Everybody, have a great week. Be well and stay well. Would you take my car when I start to crack? Would you rescue me? Uh -huh. Would you rescue me? Would you rescue me when I'm by myself? When I need your love, if I need your help, would you rescue me? Uh -huh. Would you rescue me?